0: everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, We have a treat for you today, because if you are a fan of Monsters, Inc. (laughs) or Mike Wazowski, uh, you'll love it. I think you'll really enjoy this.
0: Okay, so... I couldn't even believe Ryan wanted to take this direction in opening this episode. However, it stuck out to me, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I've heard that word before. Um, so first and foremost, Paul is writing this letter.
1: To Titus. To Titus. Titus. Today we're doing <laughs> Not Titus. Not
0: Monsters ain't anything.
1: Today we're reading Titus 1 oh, to 3. My word.
0: So specifically in verse 12 of chapter 1, there's this ridiculous verse that caught my eye. One of the Cretans, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's from that movie. It's when Mike Wazowski gets captured and he gets he criticizes the bad guy for saying Cretan instead of Cretan. I'm like, what?
1: The question is just now, did you use the expression caught your eye on purpose or?
0: <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh, because that was definitely the quote. <laughs> I'm done. All
1: right, guys. Please forgive us for I'm this done. nonsense. Today I'm we done. are reading Titus one to three. The interesting thing that you need to know uh, <laughs> is that <laughs> Titus would have been a protege of Paul. That means Paul was mentoring Titus to eventually be a leader mm-hmm. uh, in the church. And specifically, um, Titus was most likely working in Crete, and the people in Crete were known to be pretty wicked people. Uh, hence the term. You, you what? How, how does he how says does Mike you say little
0: it? one-eyed cretin? And he says, "Excuse me, I believe it's Cretan. If you're going to if you're going to insult me, call it you have to say Do it, it correctly. correctly. <laughs> you have to call me Cretan.
1: So these were these were weird, widely known uh, to be dishonest, not great people. And Paul actually <laughs> quotes uh, from a popular author of the time. He's not quoting the Bible. He's just mm-hmm. quoting some cretin Cretan author. Um and that's interesting context for what we're jumping into It's a short letter that's only three chapters uh, but the idea is like basically how to lay out and how to prepare uh, good leaders for a successful church like a, a successful body of believers
0: so outside of Mike wazowski, I was really excited about chapter two because again we've been hearing these letters of um kind of giving like the formalities of life for. Um, what a, a pastor should look like, what the elders should look like. And again, this letter is also tapping into that. I do really appreciate um, what it says about women. Um, verse 3 of chapter 2 kind of starts that out because uh, it does give some it – gives, it gives like a definition or I guess even standards for older men. However, I really like what it says about older women. So in verse 3, it says, "...older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior." Um, like if I instantly think of like any sweet grandmother that you look up to, um, I think there are definite people or definite things that come to mind when you think of like a reverent older woman Mm -hmm. and someone who like clear this and have it together and you would not want to be taking wisdom pointers from, um, not slanderers or slaves to much wine, They are to teach what is good and train young women to love their husbands and children to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands that the word of God may not be reviled. And to me, that is like so counter to what our world disguises as being good for women. Um, And I actually just read an article the other day. I don't even, I don't remember like the full context of it. It was actually like it was like pro women to keep like doing the opposite of these things but it said um most most women of uh i believe it was the millennials millennial women are more depressed than they have ever been throughout history um for that specific generation between the ages I believe it was like 25 to something. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's so interesting to me that we're pushing uh, in the world today to like be the opposite of what this text says. And like data shows that they're in like the worst possible place they've ever been. Um, So I think of those women in my own life who would be very, um, very good models of these qualities And it's just like, man, and those are the ones that I'm like, I want to be like them. And when I look at their life and I've tried to do like opposite of what some of these characteristics are, it's like, well, no wonder that never worked out because it wasn't actually exemplifying what has been laid out in God's word, but also like in those women that I want to exemplify. So um, I really have, I, I guess I appreciated that. And although it's not always the most popular choice, it is the most like fruitful and life giving.
1: So Paul has touched on this topic of um, like household duties, and I I would by extension say church-wide duties. Um, he's touched on the topic in First Corinthians. He's touched on the topic in First Timothy. Now he's touching on the topic in Titus.
0: I also want to note too, like chapter two is not just about women's roles. It's just what specifically stuck yeah. out to me. So there are roles for men here. There's roles yeah. for bond servants, um, and just like. The community as a whole. So I think it should be important that we list that it's, it's not just about women. It's about all of those in the community. It's
1: another household code. And we've seen these household codes over and over and over. But there is very common threads. If you look at uh, Titus chapter one, uh, verse six. So backing up a little bit. If anyone is above reproach, the husband of one wife and his children are believers and not open to the charge of debauchery or insubordination, Uh, for an overseer as God's steward, Uh, yada, yada, you can read it for yourself. But that husband of one wife language we've seen in 1 Timothy.
0: Over and over and over.
1: And so he's laying, like he tends to do this. He lays out this foundation um, that the leaders, specifically in the church, the elder overseers, the people that are going to be teaching and preaching, um, they are supposed to be the men. You can't be a husband of one wife. Uh, If you're not a man, I don't care what somebody tells you in 2020 to 2023, uh, that's just not the case. So Paul's saying the leaders in the church are the men. And then I like that Jenny is picking up this thread for women in chapter two. Um, It it seems like he follows this very common thread that older women are supposed to be involved in teaching the younger women. Um, And the younger women are supposed to be taught to do what is good, um, to... Uh, love their husbands and their children, be self controlled, pure, working at home. This is chapter 2, verse 4 kind and submissive to their ho- own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. I do want to call out, um, and there, there's two sides of this coin. He does call out working at home and the the idea there is not that women are not allowed to be outside their home this is what weird things happen when it, we take this to extremes he's saying that women are primarily responsible for the day-to-day household things but proverbs 31 uh, actually talks about how women are to be like purchasing like go go back and read proverbs 31 for yourself Uh, The Proverbs 31 woman, if I can use that terrible cliche, uh, is not a woman that's just sitting at home like she is very proactively starting businesses, purchasing fields, uh, making transactions. So the biblical idea of womanhood, if I can be so bold as to address that topic, maybe it's not great. Um, It's not that you're just sitting around doing nothing. It's that you're very active in caring for your home, caring for your family, supporting your children, supporting your husband. And your husband is working hard to support you and support the children uh, and, and make sure that you have a viable home life.
0: And I think, like, to be fair, I am home all the time. And, like, I don't see it as, like, this jail so much as, like, it is hard work. Like, (laughs) it is a lot of work to go and, like, make sure everybody's fed, make sure everybody has done their school for the day, make sure things are clean. And let me tell you, we are behind laundry and dishes most days. Yeah, we are. And it is hard work. (laughs) And so I think sometimes to say that it's, like, dumbed down is, like, no, it's not like this willy-nilly, I'm sitting at home and can't do two plus two. Like... It's just, it's hard work, but I, like, I think it's almost something that we've, like, lost the art of, like, taking good pride in. Like, this is my family, and I am taking care of them, and I am leading the way, and, like, while my husband is not here, it's my responsibility to make sure that all of these things are working and, like, going the way that they should. Um, So, I think there's, like, I don't know, there's, like, a beauty that has been forgotten in that.
1: It's interesting uh, that Paul in, let's see, this would be chapter 2 verse 5 that his concluding thought kind of to like this at least husband wives children peace um is that we want to live in this way that the word of god yep. may not mm-hmm. be reviled mm-hmm. so what that means is if we live the opposite way it will cause us to revile the word of god that is not something we should take lightly
0: and i wonder how that translates throughout different members of the family as well uh because for me my instant thought of like the word of god being reviled i take on personal responsibility as well when my children are at home with me um to instill like the bible and like our foundational yeah, principles and yeah. faith and by allowing that responsibility to go out of my hands and into someone else's like that t- that i take that personally like i don't want the word of god to be reviled not because like maybe they're god forbid being taught something the opposite which i think happens often but maybe just not taught it at all. And I think that responsibility is a huge one um, that we shouldn't shy away from and just assume that church is going to take care of it or someone else is going to take care of it. Like, I don't want that to happen because I'm not taking the time to invest in my children spiritually.
1: So what's interesting is that this is what Paul is choosing to double down on in a culture that he knows is known to be wicked. Mm -hmm. So he's saying like, hey, this culture is crazy. We want to make sure we get the right foundation. We get the right start. Start in the family, start in the home. So if you ever feel like our culture is crazy, uh, which it is, spoiler alert, um, just know that real change starts in the home and we need to take responsibility for our own families and figure out where to go from there. So that's not the only thing covered in this letter. That's the weakness of this format. We've We've been saying that a couple times just so we give you a little bit of a cue into where we're headed. Um, here in the in the new year, we're going to be covering one chapter a day of the new Testament. We'll be covering the new Testament uh, over a full year. We'll have more time to dig into this.
0: And I think a good your part for today is that, although, like we said, a lot of the things that seem to come out of Titus are so counterculture, um, something that we oftentimes say in our family is that we take the word of God seriously, um and we we hear some of a lot of these things of like how to like tangibly do life in order to honor God best. And I think for us, it's like it's also instilling in our children like, hey, we don't live like the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. And this is why this is what the Bible says. Uh, This is what the Bible tells us and directs us to do in hopes that they too will grow up with um, these like foundational pieces of faith um, in them as well. And that they also feel that nudging from God to make those decisions for their own families as well. Um, So just realize and remember today that you are going to look different from the world. And the decisions that you make based on what God's word said is going to definitely be counterculture. And it'll probably make people scratch their heads and kind of like turn the other way. Um, but knowing that you are not alone, you're not the only person that is doing this, that is trying to follow uh, what the Lord has for us here on this side of heaven. Um, so um, just a little nugget of truth and encouragement for you today. And we'll be back again tomorrow with First Peter.
1: See you then. Thanks so much for listening to God's plan your part. Don't forget. It is always more important that you listen to God's words rather than our words. So please stick around to hear the reading for the day, uh, or go and find it in the Bible and read it yourself. If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave a rating and write a review on whatever platform you are using to listen to us. Now that we have all that out of the way, here is the reading for today. They profess to know God, but they deny Him by their works. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for any good work.
0: Chapter 2 But as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. Older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. having nothing evil to say about us. Bondservants are to be submissive to their own masters in everything. They are to be well-pleasing, not argumentative, not pilfering, but showing all good faith, so that in everything they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope and appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, who are zealous for good works. Declare these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one disregard you.
1: Chapter 3 Remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy towards all people. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of our works done by our righteousness, But avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. As for a person who stirs up division, after warning him once and then twice, have nothing more to do with him. Knowing that such a person is warped and sinful, he is self-condemned. When I send Artemis or Tychicus to you, do your best to come to me at Nicopolis, for I have decided to spend the winter there. Do your best to speed Zenus, the lawyer, and Apollos on their way. See that they lack nothing. And let our people learn to devote themselves to good works so as to help cases of urgent need and not be unfruitful. All who are with me send greetings to you. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible— you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.